Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Walden. My guest today is Simon Taylor. Simon is the founder owner of a company called Stone Vine and Son, as in S U N, a wine importer uh, based in Hampshire, the little village of Twyford, which is near Winchester, which used to be the capital of England until about 800 years ago. Simon, welcome. Welcome. Thank you very much. Right, so Stone Vine and Son, how did that all start? Uh, it started in 2002. Uh, I decided I wanted to be a wine merchant. I loved wine my whole life and made the insane decision to give up a really well-paid job um, working with art to work with wine. So when you say working with art, a little bit more? I used to work at Sotheby's. I used to write auction catalogues. Now I work in a wine merchant and I write wine lists. Right, okay. I mean, why did you decide to make that change? Give me a bit more detail on that. Were you bored? Were you, you just made your several millions and thought you'd throw it all away on a wine import? company? That, the latter is more or less accurate, but I had done 23 years in one company. I knew I was never going to be there forever, and I wanted to do something new with my life. And are you from the Winchester area originally? Yeah, uh, not originally, but I've known the area all my life, yes. But you went to school there? I did go to school. And yeah. you were quite, that's Winchester's like one of England's most exclusive school, but full of brain boxes who often go on to become prime ministers. So obviously you let the side down rather badly. Definitely. But it's, Winchester is an interesting town because it's close enough to London to have people, a lot of people who commute, so they thought they have London incomes, but those people often want to spend their money locally on wine. So you're mainly focused on the Rhone, is that correct? The Rhone and Languedoc. Roussillon was how we started but we've been through a big change because we had customers coming to us and saying why don't you have any Bordeaux why don't you have any Italian wine so we've broadened out a lot from that and Italy is now my absolute passion uh, in part because of in Italy because it makes it so easy to come here and get an education if you know now my pattern I come every year every year I try to add one or two estates this year I want to try and find someone in Garvey and so I go through the book I go and find small producers, I talk to them, I taste the wine, and usually we add one or two new estates each year. And you, you occasionally pop into Montalcino, which is where I live. Yes, hunting but, down, but uh, many Brunello's. years ago I came to Brunello, uh, to the Benvenuti Brunello Festival, which again is a great Italian so that's event. A, that's sort of on prima wine tasting, for mainly for professionals. Yeah, not for professionals on a Sunday. Everybody who'd ever once tasted a glass of Montalcino was definitely there on the Sunday. Well, that's when the public are allowed in, and it does can, tend to get a little bit rowdy. <laughs> to say so are you I mean this sort of new love for Italian wine are you going to change the name to uh, a sort of stone vine and son Pietro Vite Sole or not is it sounds much better in Italian but it's it commercially probably Italian. difficult right I mean the origins of the name is because we wanted to sell wine that reflected literally you know the, the, the earth the stone degraded stone the earth the plant and the weather so we wanted to sell wines that had a sense of place rather than being made in a huge industrial factory and does that does obviously that helps that you as you said earlier that Winchester is quite a wealthy well-to-do place where people are prepared to, prepared to spend money on, on, on top quality. Yes. At the same time, it's quite a conservative area. So people do like, a lot of people still want to drink red Bordeaux. It's an important part of what we do. But at the same time, they are also increasingly open-minded, especially younger people. They don't actually mind where the wine, the wine comes from. If the story is good and if the taste is good, that's what counts. So what kind of story turns people on as regards Italy? Is it the kind of third generation, the nono, the granddad started it, that kind of thing? Or is it something a little bit deeper than yeah, that? Yeah, but in a way, in the UK market, there are two Italys. In one Italy, it's occupied by Pinot Grigio and Prosecco. And these are both huge sellers. The other Italy is really, to me, all the interesting stuff, which is, 
is a large number of organic producers or biodynamic producers or even natural producers. A large number of those, small production, people often combining 10 hectares of vines with some agriturismo uh, and some maybe growing olives as well. Small scale, perfect for my business, which is small. So there is a congruence between the two of us. And great labels, of course, Italy has such a design ethos. I mean, actually as part of the country has this great sense of design. So Italian labels tend to be so much better than the French wine labels, for example. So just more sexy, more stylish. And more stylish. Uh, and then what's in the bottle, interestingly, I think has remained better value. In France, there has been, in contrast to France, where there's been a lot of price inflation over the last few years, prices in Italy have remained pretty fair. You know, from the buying point of view, I believe we can buy better and buy more interesting wines in Italy than in large areas of France now. Right, well you won't be allowed to uh, cross the channel ever again, you know, just divert, you have to drive through Germany to get down to Italy in future, uh, but that's maybe not, not such a bad thing. So how much time can you spend uh, in Italy hunting wines and how do you do it? Do you make phone calls first? Do you have a plan? Do you just do it um, potluck? Vinitaly is a very, very important part of it. So I will often make the initial contacts at Vinitaly, but at the same time I do travel through Italy and I will be going to see a number of our producers uh, in the second half of May. But for finding new things, I'm afraid the easiest way to taste a wide variety of wines very quickly it's to come to Vinitaly. Right. So you do a lot of homework before you before you arrive. Yes, absolutely. So it's very your, important. What are your criteria then? Is it price? Is it style? Is it sweetness levels, tannin um, levels? The research is mainly focused, I'm afraid, on two things. One, finding people who are recommended within the Italian market in guidebooks such as Gamberio Rosso and the Slow Wine book, which is very important. But you have to have the Italian edition, not the English language edition, which Why? is much slimmer. Oh, okay. So you get more detail then. Absolutely. Secondly, as you say, price. Thirdly, is it widely distributed in the UK already? There's no point me going out to try and find somebody who's who's got five importers already. So and you're and, and also small scale in France. We do work with some cooperatives. I don't work with any cooperatives in Italy yet. Okay, but you're hoping to change that. We're still too small. Really, we're still too small. Do you do any own label stuff? Do you like do a, a stone vine and some cuvee? No, we're we're too small. You need to buy several a minimum of, say, 300 dozen of one wine. And we're still just too small for that. So, I mean, how important is the Italian sort of food aspect when you're selling wine in, in Winchester and the surroundings? Do you just let people get on with it or do you give them some it, advice? It's really interesting you say that because when we do most of our tastings, we do without food. We just give people dry biscuits. But very often, if we do a tasting of Italian wine, we will put out uh, different types of salami. We will put out cheese because so many Italian red wines really, really do need food to show their best. Do you think people in, in the UK are becoming more accepting of wines that are a little bit sort of fresher, not necessarily tannic, but have a bit of have a bit of vim and grip to them, as Italian wines do tend to do? Yes, and alcohol levels are becoming increasingly important. Funnily enough, not so much in the UK as a whole but in London people are really looking for 12-13% wines you know, I think fresher, lighter styles are cutting-edge fashion in London. I don't know how long that will last, but that's where we are now. So is that really sort of wine by the glass? People want to have one glass and not, have, not fall over before they get their train home? But it's also a matter of style. It's also, there's a revival, for example, in Beaujolais, uh, in drinking Beaujolais. So it's more fresher, lighter styles, 
sappy wines, things like Valpolicella, Frappato, Rafosco, that sort of style is actually quite popular, but more, as I say, in a metropolitan area. What about Lambrusco? Not too alcoholic? I've never license. dared Lambrusco. Oh, you've got to go there. I've not. You have to go there. No, we do experiment. I, I ship a Pignoletto now. Right, well, that's good. Uh, which I'm wine. hoping, which I'm hoping, no, a sparkling, I mean, a okay. Frizzanti Pignoletto, no, that's good. which I'm hoping will, it's much better than a cheap Prosecco, but unfortunately, it lacks the name. So at the moment, we're still struggling to sell it. You won't be invited up to the Veneto to go to the Prosecco region if you say things like that. You do know that, don't you? You were so diplomatic up to now, it's all gone, all gone pear-shaped, I'm afraid. You're buying careers. It's going to hit the buffers, mate, I'm um, So obviously lighter styles uh, in terms of um, alcohol. What about tannin profiles in reds? Well, that's very interesting. It, it, professionals, this is, a, this is a problem, because professionals in the wine trade like tannic wines, but a lot of customers don't, especially a lot of younger consumers who have been brought up starting to drink New World styles, wines from Chile, wines from Australia, which tend to have, if they have much tannin, they tends to be very ripe, very soft tannin. And very smooth. And very smooth. Very fruity, very dense, very smooth. So actually, that is at the opposite end of the spectrum from, say, quite a light Italian style with real acid bite and and proper palate cleansing tannin. But at the same time, you mentioned food. It does go hand in hand, in a way, with the food revolution. I often say to people, I mean, pork has got so much better in Britain. You can get absolutely fantastic pork now. The 10 years ago was just not for sale. And Italian wines are perfect with roast pork or belly of them. So that is a pairing that I really push and promote. So they cut through the fat, those wines? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. What about um, dessert wines, uh, ricciotto, things like that? Ricciotto della Valpolicella is, is, is a wonderful style, but fairly expensive. We also ship ricciotto della Suave. Other than that, of course, there are the cheaper, sweeter muscats. But the, the, the ricciotto della Suave, I think, deserves to be better known. And what do you drink that with, or what would you recommend? But it's not really sweet enough for pudding. The, the problem in Britain is that people call these wines pudding wines. Jeez. So they want to drink them with a pudding. And most sweet wine, whether it's from Italy or anywhere else, is not really sweet enough. I recommend cheese. Yeah, no, our cultural... Um knowledge in terms of uh, matching sweet wine with um, dessert is we're a little bit behind aren't we in Italy you drink them with a, with a knob of cheese hmm. absolutely you? is that what absolutely. you do absolutely I recommend that any particular English cheeses that you want to push for arecciotto um, something firm yes it's, blue. it's not I wouldn't I don't think it's quite got enough acidic bite for the blue cheese for that saltiness I would go for something a little bit milder yeah or even a mild goat's cheese really yeah great okay anything else you want to add other than that Italy it's What's so exciting about Italy is there's more and more and more to be discovered. And every year I come, I find something that I, a great variety that I've never heard of, a region that is through perhaps half a dozen young people really forging ahead. And it's important not just to come here and have targets, but also just to wander and taste where things catch your eye. Really? It's quite adventurous, isn't it, doing that? Well, especially in the... Uh, Vivito, which is... Vivito. So basically, Vinitaly is the world's largest uh, wine fair, and there's a section at the... It's a huge... It's the size of, like, a massive airport. And there's a huge hall full of organic, biodynamic, and natural producers called Vivite, which is um, living vine, if you like. And that looks like where you're off to go. Yeah. You know, Italy does lead the world in terms of uh, natural wine, if you're into that kind of thing. And also, the main natural wine group here, Van Natur, is really into analysing people's wines to make sure they're not cheating, because there's no independent 
government certification, just a little detail there. I uh, think that's very commendable. I, I, I have a problem about natural. I arrived last night, we go into a wine bar, we have a glass of natural suave, very hazy. I really don't want to drink a wine that tastes of a hamster's cage. Yeah, the Bretty wines, yeah. But yeah, that, that is that is a bit of a problem. I mean, I think when they're done well, I think non-interventionism is great, but you need to have knowledgeable non-interventionism. I think we're on the same page there. I think those wines can dry out very quickly and they're pretty hard to drink. Uh, but obviously you're looking for something with a bit more fruit. Yeah. and a bit more um, a bit more clarity right. yeah so Simon Taylor from Stone Vine and Son which you are, you've got to change the name to the Italian name you can't just call it Stone Vine and Son sorry I can yeah. see I can see a list I can see a list forming here when we're next to a yeah. presentation of Italian wine yeah it's only three words you've got, you got a dictionary you need to do you know a very expensive education you can work it out you know you can convince your clients you know, to change the name anyway Simon Taylor thanks very much for coming in today it's been great to see you and uh, wish you the very best for the rest of in Italy thanks very much Monty Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. 